Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will often do in the redoubtable company of Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning, Aidan. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I presume you have the usual cocktail of sex, drugs and rock and roll ahead at this weekend. Well, I, I'm certainly I have a mint tea now. If that can, can, categorizes anything, I don't know. We we'll wait and see. <laughs> Connor Pope. Let's start with his story in the Irish Times about a week from hell when it comes to Bank of Ireland. Yeah, obviously uh, we all know the story at this stage, and and basically the, the, this Connor Pope's article is, is saying that you know people's confidence in Ireland's banking system is getting eroded, and it, you know it's it's shaken by two technical issues for Bank of Ireland over the last couple of months. And really, people are looking for reassurances that the the infrastructure is fit for purpose, uh, and you know people can rely on it because really, I suppose more and more of our our, our daily banking is done in 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 the technical technolo- technological world as opposed to the physical world of going into the branches. Very few. I can't remember the last time I was in a branch. Anyway, that's because they um, don't serve mint tea in branches. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what what's going to happen. But ultimately, you know, I I think it is a it's it's an issue for banks we're seeing all around the world as you particularly when you have these old legacy systems that many banks have always been operating on, as you start to put new technology over the top of them, you do start to get an awful lot of these issues appearing. Now, it's probably been unfortunate for Bank of Ireland that they've had two major incidents in the, over the last couple of months. And, you know, I'm not sure the, 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 we're necessarily going to get an answer today or tomorrow as to whether there's going to be another one or anything else. But obviously, the this, this central bank have been in now and they want a full account of the incident and an understanding of the root cause of, of, of the service disruption. So I think in time we, we, we'll find it out. But, you know, again, this is not a thing that's isolated to Ireland. We, you know, we have seen these um, in a lot of the major uh, banks around the world. Yeah, indeed. Uh, their share price appears to be unaffected by this thing, down a tiny bit, but not, uh, not, not a massive sell-off um, that that might have happened. But it does appear that uh, Bank of Ireland, the, the abuse that they're mostly getting is because you made a billion euro profit in six months. Surely you can afford to sort this out. Well, the problem is with with as with most technological spend, um, you're always talking about very very big numbers over many many years, and even then you can't guarantee that everything is because you're trying to marry up, as I said, very old systems with with very very new systems. And look, I think the other issue, I suppose, from the perspective of the wider Irish story, is you know we really only got three banks now, um, and and. Uh, you know, the majority of accounts are probably within the big two. So people have come to be completely dependent on on those. And while people will point to some things like Revolut and things like that, it is it is definitely an alternative. And and probably somebody, I, everybody should be thinking about having it as a backup to make sure that you're never completely locked out of 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 getting cash or or, or tapping or things like that. So you know, I I, I think there's going to need to be uh, decisions made for for by people and and by the companies. I I think you're right. Consumers really shouldn't rely on one company and one car. Like you heard the situation of, you know, that, that people arrive at the petrol station, fill up and then suddenly they can't pay. Um, I mean, maybe it's because we're, we're financial, uh, we're financially literate. We have backup cards, but it is something that people should think long and hard about. Let's move on to Kira O'Brien in the Irish Times reporting about SMEs. 
Yeah, this again shouldn't be, you know, if we're, if we're any any owners of SMEs out there will not be in the least bit surprised about this. But Chambers Ireland have called on the government to simplify the process for work permits and visas, uh, recommending a kind of a single application process. Why? Because they've done a survey and that said that almost 90% of SMEs are struggling to try to recruit essential employees. And again, this has been going on for quite some time. And, and look, it's not a small survey. There's over 400 small and medium-sized companies taking uh, answer to this out. And I think, it, it, you know, we, we're, we're seeing major skill gaps everywhere. Um, and, you know, it's, it's particularly difficult for SMEs to attract them, you know, to, to attract uh, talent when, you know, you're up against major companies that can pay big salaries. Uh, everybody has the issues with... Um, with housing and things like that. So that's a commonality. But for the small and medium-sized enterprises, it's particularly difficult because, you know, you're kind of at the, you know, not quite the last stop in terms of people looking for, for jobs. But, you, you know, you're, you're, you're certainly along the way. Yeah, and we'll be talking about CVs and recruitment uh, with Mike McDonough a little bit later in the programme. Adrian Weckler, he's talking about uh, venture capital in the Irish Independent. Again, not a big surprise, this one, uh, because it comes on from a big global thing. But basically, we've seen there's been a significant decline in the amount of venture capital funding in Ireland uh, over the last year. Uh, you're looking at down about 17, 18 percent in the first half, according to KPMG's uh, Volts, uh, Ve- Venture Pulse. Not easy to say. This On a Friday morning, morning especially <laughs> since you've nothing stronger than a mint tea. I know, I know. Um, but, you know, it, again, this is an, a... a, a, a trend we've seen right across the board with and you know in the back of last year we saw you know with markets down we've, two things have happened really interest rates going up means that you know people have credible alternatives that they don't have to take riskier bets on but also i think with higher interest rates an awful lot of venture capital money is looking at these business models of these companies and going mm, do they stack up in a higher interest rate environment and an awful lot of them don't and um i think the final thing that's driving this too is that there, there's probably a reticence of of business owners when, when they're looking going looking for funding um in terms of the valuations that they thought they were going to get um when they were raising money and what they are net where the market now is and an awful lot of of um you know uh, tech startups and, and and generally startups might not want to necessarily give over even more of their their equity to to venture guys just to raise the same amount of money. Yeah, very interesting story. And, and let's wind up with the kind of a review of the week in markets terms. There was a bit of a sell off in shares certainly yesterday. Yeah, there's only there's really only one thing on on the agenda this week, and that's the the, the bond market. We've seen bond yields go up um, right across the board in in Europe, US, UK, and even Japan. And I think that is that's kind of putting the frighteners through the 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 market. And I think the the big thing really driving that is uh, two twofold. One. We've obviously seen the, the the minutes came through from the Federal Reserve, last Federal Reserve meeting. We have a very big meeting going on in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, this weekend. It's it's the Federal Reserve's Economic Policy Symposium, 
And really, the markets are looking at that because of, uh, in, on the back of the, the minutes the other day, suggesting that we could actually see more interest rate increases because although they believe a lot of work has been done on inflation, they still see significant upside risks to inflation. So read true to that, that there is the potential definitely for higher interest rates. So I think people would be very keen to see what's going to be said at Jackson Hole. It is a, it's a very important one for the simple reason that it comes... Um, in, at, a, at a time when it's the largest gap between meetings for the Federal Reserve. So it's kind of always treated as a kind of like a mini meeting for the, for the Federal Reserve. So uh, if, if um, Jay Powell does speak at it, which he more than likely will, you'll probably see him kind of reiterating the, the, the Fed's commitment to, to inflation and, and therefore not rule out the idea of, of, of higher interest rates. And I think all the time in the background, there is this... Um, trend we've seen for um, commodity prices to start and in, in, uh, have been increasing and um, haven't fallen off quite a bit in health inflation. We're now seeing oil prices back up um, and natural gas prices back up and, you know, grain, food and, and industrial metals all up over the last yeah. couple of months. Yeah. So all people right. are worried that that could be uh, inflation to come. All right. Well, it, it sounds like a terrible place, Jackson Hole, but physically it's absolutely gorgeous. But then again, a symposium sounds like as dull as ditch water, but it could be important. Aidan, thank you so much. Have a lovely weekend. That's Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.